It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it is Trags, Mike Petralia, back with the latest episode of the Jungle Roar podcast. The Jungle Roar podcast is powered by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. My pleasure to bring back in the one and only Jeff Butch Hobson of Bengals.com as we celebrate and look forward to the first game of the 2023 NFL season, Bengals and Browns. It's an arch rivalry, uh, unlike any other in the National Football League, I believe. And I want to get, uh, first of all, your feelings on that, uh, Butch, as we look forward to the season opener. Rags, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for having me on. It's, a, yes. it's an honor to be on with you on opening day, and thank you for asking me. I want to get your perspective on how Joe Burrow is, uh, in your estimation, handled all of the contract negotiations, all of the uh, distraction talk from the end of last year when that AFC championship ended. Everybody knew uh, that the contract or an extension certainly would be uh, a focal point of the offseason. I think Joe Burrow has done the best to try and address it early in the offseason, and then he and his agent, Brian Arall of – CAA have done a good job and the Brown and Blackburn families have done a very good job of keeping quiet and keeping everything private. Yeah, I think, uh, Trags, we don't know anything. And to me, that tells me that Burrow has done quite well with all these. And I don't even know if it's a distraction to him. It's, it's probably not, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm sure that just, I'm sure the cap was more, more of a distraction than all this other stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're all pretty much in the dark on the borrow stuff. You know what I mean? I think it's uh, which, again, is a testament to uh, every Brian, everybody trying to uh, keep this thing, uh, you know, locked up. Uh, you know, the, and, and he makes himself he, he makes it known that he doesn't like the attention. You know, I mean, the last time we, we saw him, he was asking about a Hobson documentary and then he kind of disappeared. Then he disappeared. <laughs> yes. So I I uh, so I I uh, did. And and you would be the Hobson, by the way, for the record, he was referring to. Right. But I mean, from what we've seen, Trags, and I, I'd like to get your opinion. I mean, and I, you know, we've only seen a very limited pad of practice. We don't see what we see in training camp. But I mean, you know, to me, he looks like uh, he's ready to go. I mean, you talk to the guys who are practicing with him, you know, they seem to think he looks good. Well, what I look for, Butch, in watching him. Uh, in the, the limited amount of time now we get to watch him in, in practice uh, now that training camp is over. Uh, he's able to move a little bit to his right and to his left. We uh, have not seen him sprint. We've not seen him go full speed, but that doesn't mean he hasn't done that, uh, at least in seven on sevens. Now, 
I believe Wednesday will be the first day where he actually gets in 11 on 11 full team drills uh, because on Monday, Labor Day Monday, uh, they went through a walkthrough and then they went through a shorts and shells practice. So that really wasn't a full scale practice Wednesday. Uh, that would be, you know, tomorrow as they get ready for uh, the Cleveland Browns. I would expect him to really, if he's going to play Sunday, which I anticipate him playing, uh, I would expect him to be in 11 on 11 drills. That's the key thing to look for. It seems like on Thursday, he was in some kind of a, uh, uh, some kind of a, uh, abbreviated version of 11 on 11. Maybe it was nine on 11. They didn't want the edge people. They didn't want people around his legs. You know, right. the tracks, you know, this you've seen enough games in this rivalry since Miles Garrett's been around. This game may be decided on how he can avoid Garrett and Zadarius Smith, you know. So uh what what so Wednesday and Thursday I think are probably going to be key. I, I I don't think Zach Taylor is kidding around when he says it's day to day. I think he'd probably like to see uh how we can maybe get away from uh uh you know Miles Murphy and some of those edge guys who are on the scout team. Right. And uh, then multiply that by a little bit more because it's one of the greatest rushes who ever lived. So, um, you know, I think Wednesday and Thursday are going to be pretty interesting. I do, too. Um, now, getting back to uh, another Joe Burrow uh, related issue. He's one of the six captains that were selected by the Bengal players on Monday morning. No surprise there. He's been a captain. Uh, Butch, right, all four years uh, that he's been with the Bengals. And I think that's pretty remarkable to come in as a rookie, be elected a captain, and remain a captain uh, of the offense. I mean, it is Joe Burrow. He's the franchise. But to be elected as a captain as a rookie is something special. Yeah, talk about continuity. They not only have continuity with the coaches, they have continuity with the captains. Except, you know, uh, the only difference is Mike Hilton Mike replaces Hilton. Uh, Von Bell. Uh, other than that, and 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 they don't have a special teams captain. So, but he's still around. The special, the incumbent special teams captain is still around on the practice squad, still leading Mike Thomas. So, you know, talk about continuity. And I I think that's just another reason why, um, you know, uh, we've been talking to some people about this. The continuity for the coaching staff that should stand as one returning All Pro player. You know, that's worth one returning All Pro player. The returning captains, to me, that's another returning all-pro player. So when they go into games against, you know, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland's very excited about their defense. They've signed a lot of guys at Darius Smith, for example. But it's their first year in Jim Schwartz's system. It's the first game in Jim Schwartz's system. Right. Advantage, Bengals. Even though Burrow's got a cap, he's been in the same system. You know, week two, Lamar Jackson, he's in a new offense. Advantage. Bengals. He's going up against the Lou Anarumo defense. Okay, they got two starting safeties, but that is offset by everybody else is back and has been in the thing for at least three years. Well, and I would also say, and we don't know the situation as we record this going forward, but Denzel Ward has been in a concussion protocol. That is a huge factor going yeah. into Sunday's game. So we'll see uh, what happens there. And another thing to keep in mind, and I always emphasize this going in against a pass rush, heavy 
concentrated team. You got to be able to run the ball. I do believe the Bengals have made a concerted effort with uh, the restructuring of their offensive line. Um, you had a terrific piece on Orlando Brown Jr. He's going to be a big factor this year, not only in pass protection, uh, but the run game as well. And I do think you're going to see more of a concerted effort with Jonah Williams switching from the left to the right side uh, to really uh, people move uh, along up front and get the running game going. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Frags. I think the Browns have a uh, have a formidable front. Like I said, they got Darius Smith they signed, and Garrett. I mean, Garrett, that's the best pass rusher that's ever been opposite Garrett. Uh, they've got two two solid. Uh, they got Tomlinson uh, in at one tackle. They got two new tackles. They rotate four. So I I think they're gonna they're gonna be formidable. You know, I, I'm you know I don't think this is the kind of game where, especially since. The offense hasn't 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 you know we don't really know but the offense hasn't been out there together. Uh, of course, they weren't out there last year in the preseason either, so we don't know. But you know the best way to kind of uh, kick the uh, get the dust off, get the cobwebs off, you know, maybe run it a little bit and get everybody kind of get you know maybe you maybe have to win. Yeah, not to interrupt you, Butch, you yeah, have no. to win first down. And yeah. I, I think this has been a point of effort. People talk about getting the run game going has been a point of emphasis. I think winning first down is a bigger deal than even getting the run game going. You have to yeah. make two to three to four yards on your first downs, set it up second and manageable, not second and long, because that changes the the. Uh, tenor of the entire series of downs when you don't get the run game going or you don't get positive yardage, uh, even a quick screen pass or what have you on first down. Well, that was the big thing last year, right? Was um, mixing, checking it down to mix on first down. That was, that was big, right? That was something I think that was talked about those, those second. And that's why Butch, that's why Joe Mixon set a new personal record for career receptions and receiving yards uh, in, in a season yet. Yes. His run numbers were down. There's no questioning that. Uh, But uh, there are other ways to use Joe Mixon. If they're going to come at you pass heavy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a weapon. I mean, I think he's a, uh, everybody looks at his rushing numbers and I look at the receiving yards too. And he's damn near, you know, 95, 100 a game, especially down the stretch. You know, if you combine his rushing and his and his and his catching, okay, yeah, the yards per might not be great, but I mean, yards are yards, you know. And it, you know, you can write him in for 95 a game, you know, uh, dual purpose. And uh, you know, I think that's a lot, a lot of those plays on first down. You know, I, I think you were exactly right. I thought that was a big thing last year. They were in a lot more second and threes, you know, than they had been the year before. He is Butch Hobson of Bengals.com, Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com, if you will. We call him Butch because of his Boston roots, and we can get into that in a little bit. But he does a great job covering the Cincinnati Bengals for Bengals.com. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. Why? The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. How many yards will Joe Mixon have this weekend in the opener against the Cleveland Browns? 
you can certainly find that on yeah. FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18th, 2023. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews and cancel anytime. Back with Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com. You did a terrific piece, I thought, um, an interview with Mike Hilton on why, yes, he is a captain in name now, finally, officially, but he's really always been a kind of captain uh, for the Bengals in his time here in Cincinnati. I noted that in my video uh, from Monday. I talked about it uh, or wrote about it uh, in my Bengals beat on clnsmedia.com. And you really illuminated that and highlighted that in your conversation with Mike Hilton. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Uh, I appreciate you for noting the, uh, the interview. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Trags, I mean, he's a go-to guy. He is. Locker room, and, you know, he's a... Uh, uh, and I went back and I uh, 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 read a story I wrote after the uh, AFC uh, divisional when he was just all over the place. And I went back and he broke down the plays so even a even a even adult like me could understand it about what he was you know talking about you know about how he I mean he's so smart you know and uh, uh, you know like I say you know. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, yeah, they put the C on his, on his Jersey, but he certainly has, you know, had that, you know, and I, and I think that's the great thing about the locker room. I mean, they have these votes for captain, but, you know, I'm sure uh, Zach Taylor kind of look a lot, you know, he, he's certainly going to look at a guy like Orlando Brown and, you know, consider him a captain or, or, or a guy like, uh, you know, a guy like, like T Higgins or, you know, some of these guys, you know, who maybe aren't as vocal or, you know, but but they're but they've certainly uh, are are leaders as well and uh, you know Hilton's what a great story Hilton is right like, like he said from undrafted the captain of a Super Bowl uh, potential team well story, you know it's it's a great story anybody like you and me who has ever dealt with Mike Hilton in the locker room and you're always cutting off my interviews uh, with guys in the <laughs> locker room so I appreciate that. Um, that's a joke that is a joke for the record Butch just so you understand. I know, I know. You and me have had great conversations with Mike Hilton, just mano a mano. He will, like you say, illuminate a play, a particular play that happened in a game that was particularly pivotal, or he'll reference a play that maybe you weren't paying attention to and say, you know, I noticed something about, you know, last year, Cam Taylor Britt, the way he was leveraging a certain receiver. We yeah. went up, we talked for about five minutes uh, and it, those kind of players are invaluable in a young secondary. And you have Cam Taylor Britt, second year in the NFL. He's now going to be a starting left cornerback uh, for the Bengals going into the year, uh, opposite Cheeto Awuzie. You've got DJ Turner. You've got uh, DJ Ivy. You've got a lot. And you've got Dax Hill, obviously, in his second year as a starting safety. You've got so many young players and to have guys like Mike Hilton and certainly Cheeto, who's a veteran in the NFL, back there on the secondary as a go-to, uh, to me, is invaluable. It can really help you while you're on the field. Yeah, I think that's why the loss of Von Bell and Jesse Bates III is 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 cushioned by guys like Hilton and Ouzier. 
you know, who have, uh, they've, they've, you know, Hilton made the, when, when, when Jesse tipped it to Vaughn for the, uh, uh, for the interception in the overtime in yep. the AFC championship game in 21, you know, Hilton forced that because of where he, you know, Hilton, Hilton communicated what he was doing and he forced that, he forced that road, he forced that to happen. Great point. And, you know, now, so I think he'll do that with Hill and, you know, Hill and, Hill and, Hill and Scott's, uh, you know, they're, they're bright guys. I think Hill is really, I mean, Hill is a guy who runs a four three. He's got great range. Every time he's on the field, he does some, you know, I'm kind of, I, I really think you the, the, he's got a high ceiling. And of course, Nick Scott has, has, has uh has that championship ring that the, the the Bengals almost had so he brings that experience to it and no you're right uh uh Trags uh, you know this is this is the youngest team Zach Taylor's ever had I think it's the third youngest in the league uh they're 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 the same age they average uh their average I think their average age is 25.4 and that was that was younger than the Browns uh youngest was uh youngest age was last year so so they're young. They got the best of both worlds. I mean, they got. A young I, I would club. agree with that. They got a young club, but yet they're surrounded by all these uh, by guys like Mike Hill. I will tell you that, in my humble opinion, having followed this franchise for a good fifty-three of my fifty-seven years on the planet, yep, uh, this is the most talented and deepest roster the Cincinnati Bengals have ever had. I don't think that's hyperbole. I think it's legit. I think that's why there are so many Super Bowl expectations if number nine stays on the field. Uh, and I don't look, I know the term Super Bowl or bust for this 2023 Bengals team has been thrown out there. I understand why that would be because of a lot of veteran players on defense who, you know, they may be entering their final season with the Bengals, but to me and having covered the Patriots and I will drop it right here. You lose players in the National Football League. You lose great players, but that doesn't mean your window for championships um, diminishes or starts to close. And that's what Joe Burrow was talking about when he said, as long as I'm here, the yeah. championship window is open. Yeah. And not to be, uh, not to be uh, crass about it, you got to draft your ass off. You know, yeah. and and because you just you got to be paying rookie contracts, you you just can't the 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 days of going out and giving a guy like Trey Hendrickson sixty million are gone. Right, giving DJ Reed a fifty three million are gone. Orlando Brown sixty four million, they're, they're gone. You, you just you're not going to be able to do it, and you have to, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to find these. The, you're gonna have to for, keep finding Cordell Volsons and T Higgins and and you know that's just the way that's just the reality. And they have. I mean, you know, they've dominated the 20s in the draft, I think. I mean, you know, 2021, they drafted Jamal Chase and Evan McPherson. Maybe it may end up being the greatest at their position for the franchise. The 2020 draft, will they ever be able to top that again? Uh, you know, Burrow, Higgins, Wilson, you know, three, you know, uh, one, one, one pro bowler and two guys that could be, you know, uh, 20, you know, 2020. Two may end up being uh, 2020-23. This draft may end up being better, maybe than all of them, maybe except for 2020. If, if the way DJ Turner and DJ Ivy look, big um, expectations for DJ Turner. I think he's super fast. I yeah. think he knows how to use his speed, turn his yeah. hips. Um, you know, like Cam. See, Cam Taylor Britt's speed is different. It's more explosive. I think. Yeah. I think DJ uh, Turner 
Now, the second has more straight line speed, but it's exceptional straight line speed. Yeah. And I think we, fans, if he gets on the field or there's a need for him to get on the field and spell some snaps this year, you're going to see it. Natural cover guy. I mean, he's about as natural cover guy as I've seen these guys have. I mean, maybe since Leon Hall, uh, turns his hips. Yep. I mean, he got great makeup speed. You know, how many times did we see this spring at camp and said, oh, my God, you know, Chaser Higgins has uh, strafed him. But boom, he's back there contesting, knocking down the ball. I mean, uh, really, uh, you know, he's good. I mean, he, you know, that, 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 uh, combine best, uh, four, two, seven, correct. Yeah. yeah they, four, two, eight, something like that. Four, two, seven. I think you're right. they weren't lying, you know, whatever it is, it's, 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 it's for sure. And you know, in DJ Ivy, you know, you never, you barely heard of this kid. Um, he got on their radar kind of late, I think, uh, university uh, of Miami. Yeah. Had a great, had a great pro day. And uh, Lou Anarumo was down here along with the scouts, and they both agreed. I mean, Lou liked the way the guy moved around, you know, and they brought him in. He was one of their 30 visits. He was one of their 30 uh, uh, pre-draft visits, you know, right. to get them. And, they, and they loved the guy when they met him. And I really think they, they might have uh, they might have stole one there in the seventh round. All right, we're going to wrap up here, uh, Butch, talking about, um, again, some defensive players. Uh, one would be Cheeto Awuzie, your ex expectations for him getting back on an NFL field this Sunday, the same field that he tore his ACL last Halloween on, and um, how much the Bengals might miss Joseph Osai if he's not able to go. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a, I, I mean, I love Osai. I think Osai is a hell of a player. The first yep. guy off the bench, the first pass rusher off the bench, just hate it. It's a tough guy to lose, um, you know. Wuzier comes back and who knows how he's going to be in it. I mean, this guy, Wuzier, he has been, I mean, ever since he came over from Dallas, he's been great. I mean, he's been their flat out number one pure cover corner. Should have gone to the pro. I mean, this guy plays at a Pro Bowl level. Is he going to be that way in the opener? Hard, you know, hard to tell. I mean, you don't know. Um, you know, they say, you know, you're, you're never really over an ACL until another year. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I just think Awuzie is so smart and he's so athletic that I think they'll be, you know, I think he'll, you know, he might not be the Awuzie uh, that he was, that he was the last two years. He might need to knock a little rust off, but I think by, you know, by three or four games in, I think he'll be fine. But I, it's, you know, it's a great question, Trags. It's why the opener is the most mystifying game of the year. It certainly is. They would like to win this as they have not won there since 2017. Is that correct? I believe. I think Mixon, Mixon had a big day, I think. And, uh, you know, it's uh, before they got back. I think it was, but it was pre Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah. And, you know, the Bengals had gone a stretch there in the 2010s where they couldn't lose in Cleveland. Yeah. And then uh, Cleveland finally turned things around. And now the Bengals haven't won there in five years. So right. I, you know, I, I hesitate to make too much of the first two games. I know they're division games. I know yeah. Baltimore at home uh, by many Bengal fans standards is a must win. You got to have that one uh, yeah. at home. And I understand right. that feeling. Uh, but last year taught us a lot about uh, the fact that, you know, this Bengal team's talented. And even when things don't go well, they believe in how good they are. And that's really critically important to have in the NFL. Yeah, and I think, and for some reason, even though it's one extra game, it seems like it's more than that, and it just seems like it's such a long slog that I disagree with Charlie Weiss. I don't think a game in September counts as much as it does. A, a win in September 
isn't the same as a win in December. I disagree with that. I think a, a win in December is worth two or three times more. A, as you said, last year they went only three in the division. Now you know what? That's a tough way to live. Go go down. No, of course. And have to win ten straight. You it's also why down. it's yeah. the zero and two start and the you know the one and three start or whatever it was. I'm sorry. The uh, they went two and two and then two and three and then four and four. That's why they didn't host the AFC Championship right. and that has to be that's first and foremost winning the division of course for yeah. a third straight time which as you've pointed out many times on bengals.com would be the first time in the 21 yeah. year history i believe right 21 yeah, year since history 2002 the, right yeah yeah would be the first time to that would be a great feather in their cap but the bigger uh, objective here butch is to yeah. get home field advantage throughout yeah get the get the seat no i mean this place is this place is turned into a terrific home field i no mean question. the way they what they've done with the what you know Elizabeth Blackburn and her staff have done turning this into a venue has been has been amazing and uh, you get this place packed. I mean, I tracks you were there, you would know better than I, far better than I. But you were at River Riverfront in the yep. great days, yep. and uh, it, it 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 got loud. And you can compare it. Tell me. Tell well, me. I, I would imagine this. I place will tell you the loudest I've ever heard a Bengal game was the Raider game. Raider yeah. game at the end, Jermaine Pratt's interception. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's a game that compares. Yeah. I know the Bills game, the AFC Championship game was great, but that was a kind of a blowout, 21-10 and 88. The Freezer right. Bowl, the, I mean, the place had 42,000 people trying to stay right. alive and cheer. Yeah, they were loud, but they had gloves on and, and you know, all kinds of hooded stuff on for the Freezer Bowl. And it was they, too cold to cheer. It, it almost was. So I, yeah. I do believe that that game yeah. uh, against the Raiders was the loudest any Bengal uh, game has ever been i i you know and there have been other great games in that building but right, right. You know, that's the loudest so you got to get it best so can you imagine what it would be for an afc championship it game? would be incredible yeah yeah and there you have it Tregs, you, you know you lived it so you know you've heard it by the way 1a certainly on that list would be the uh fumble return sam hubbard's yeah. uh, fumble in the jungle what, what are they calling it what did we agree on I think it was, it's, is it the rumble in the jungle or no? Rumble in the it's jungle. The, is Sam it? Hubbard's okay. rumble in the jungle probably would be, would almost match Jermaine Pratt's interception, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say, uh, what a, uh, you know, what a, uh, I mean, I'm working in my office, you know, and you can, it's shaking, you know, the, 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 the outside of the glass is shaking. And so it's, uh, and I know something's happening because I'm listening on the radio and I'm watching on TV and it's a little beat behind but I can hear the roar and I know if something good or bad is going to happen, which is good because I can get set up right. and, you know, kind of, kind of expect what it is. But, uh, that I had never heard anything like that Hubbard roar. It was almost, uh, it was, it was a subhuman almost. It was not, it was not of the human race. I don't know what the sound was, but it was, uh, it was like between a jet engine and a, I don't know. It was, a rock, uh, and a Taylor Swift concert. How's that? How's that for something modern that is relevant? I would have gone two old guys that's covering yeah, the yeah. NFL that are covering the yeah. NFL. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I, I, well, you're, you're, I tell you what, this has been a great, I, this is a great lesson for young guys trying to get into the business. Drags, you're doing, you're doing it all. You're, uh, you're the engineer. You're yeah. the, uh, uh, you're reading the commercials. You're doing the content, and then you're going to write about it. So to me, you are the classic. Uh, I hope, uh, I hope kids are, I hope kids are taking notes on you because. Uh, you're you're what this thing's all about. I uh, do a hell of a job. 
I appreciate you very much, Butch. And right back at you. Um, he is Butch Hobson, Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com, does a terrific job covering the club. Uh, opening day, he will certainly be in Cleveland. That is the plan, uh, covering the Bengals 2023 season opener. Be sure to read his stuff on Orlando Brown Jr., as well as his conversation with Mike Hilton, both on Bengals.com. Correct, Butch? I got it all in there. Rex, that's tremendous. Thank you very much. I'll give you the twenty. Uh, I'll give you the twenty bucks uh, later. I'll write uh, it off. But we'll have an adult beverage. We'll we'll yeah. split the funds and have an adult beverage in Cleveland. I, I appreciate it very much. I will not tell Happy Chandler you were doing all these uh, all these betting reads. Uh, uh, Happy Chandler was a commissioner of baseball. And ha Happy Chandler uh, also did not have to worry about different uh, internet and media outlets and didn't right. have as many bills to pay. So that's how I would answer governor that. Governor of Kentucky, actually, right? A former governor of Kentucky. Yes, yes right? indeed. And and, right. and Judge and Judge Kennesaw Mountain, Ohio native. Mountain, Genesaw, uh, Commissioner Landis, Ohio native. And where did you say he was from? I believe Millville, I think. Millville. Right, right outside Oxford, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure people will uh, email and text and <laughs> instant message and tweet and do everything and TikTok me on the correct answer. All right. He's Jeff Hobson. I'm going to let him go. My name is Mike Petralia. This has been the Jungle Roar podcast powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Until next time, keep that jungle roaring.